Those skeptics, like all skeptics throughout history, failed to stop the spread of the delusional movement. Eventually, 1843 arrived. And then uh, William Miller wrote followers a New Year's address, which said this. This year, according to our faith, is the last year. Satan will reign in our earth. Jesus Christ will come and bruise his head. Let us put forth our best energies in this cause. Let every one of us try by persuasion, by the help and grace of God, to get one of our friends to come to Christ in this last year of redemption. And if we succeed, what an army of regenerated souls may we not hail in the new heavens and the new earth. This year, a glorious year, the trump of jubilee will be blown. This year, the long-looked-for years of years, the best it is come. Despite the urging of Miller's supporters, he never personally set an exact date for the expected second advent. Miller eventually narrowed the time period that the second coming would arrive. My principles in brief are that Jesus Christ will come again to this earth, cleanse, purify, and take possession of the same with all the saints sometime between uh, March 21st, 1843 and... March 21st, 1844. (laughs) A year window for which I could possibly die and not have to face the consequences. So March 21st, 1844, obviously passed without incident. But of course, despite that, the majority of the Millerites maintained their faith. On March 25th, Miller wrote this to Himes. I am still looking for the dear Savior. The time, as I have calculated it, is now filled up, and I expect every moment to see the Savior descend from heaven. I have now nothing to look for but this glorious hope. People are so... This country has been built on the most profound stupidity. I know. It and really also, is. It's the th- same it's shit over and over and spiritual over hunger. Again. Like, you know that your belief system is awful and hollow, and you just committed awful crime against against your loved ones, against people of different colors. Every, every part of your life is just sick sadism and, like, void. And so they just, any fucking buffoon who comes up and speaks well, they're like, absolutely, take me. Take, Absolutely. Take, take me, me take me for a ride, please. I am <laughs> so bored I'm and so... I hate everything so much. <laughs> These pantaloons are scratchy. I smell bad. <laughs> My wife smells bad. My children smell worse than we do. Like we we're out yeah. of candles. <laughs> you know, like please give us anything. I spend 5 hours of the day inventing new punishments for my children when they beha- behave slightly badly and you know building <laughs> a, a variety of tourniquets and small whips. It's like please tell us tell us oh 1800s equivalent of Rachel Maddow. Tell us please <laughs> when can we expect when can we expect redemption? More study had led the Millerites to believe that they had entered the tarrying time, which, ah. which was a time of waiting after which Christ would finally return. 90 days of darkness or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, there was like, well, the reference to this time of waiting, that's very sad and very difficult. It was like, they, they, after May, they're like, they're even like some preachers started experiencing doubt and they weren't feeling that, but they couldn't say it publicly yeah. because they were all in, you know, so this was a very rough time for the Millerites. My boss. They have turned a deep violet. 
This is like uh, the, they are the, ranging on the blue. It's like the QAnon grifters when Red October and you know the thousand other predictions yes, right. never came. It's like well with QAnon, it's always a great time of waiting. I mean that's just that's the whole. I mean look, it's all right here. The it, the 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 structure has been set forth in the Bible. It's like that it is it is holy to wait for something that that possibly will won't happen. <laughs> when when the entire cultural structure that you've created is just pain and awfulness, you have to. Tell yourself that there's a second life and it's yeah. going to be fucking awesome because you've spent all your time creating hell on earth, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Just an awful place where no one's fucking happy. The system is highly punitive and you just pass on sadism from generation to generation. Yeah. And so you're like, please, after I die, there's something good, right? Please. There has to be because I have been such a piece of shit to everybody <laughs> on earth and everybody has been such a piece of shit to, to me. me to me i hate my parents and my children hate me, me. <laughs> please mr miller light can you help me find truth please the spaceship it will come carry me away jesus anybody anybody <laughs> jake tell me a story jake tell me a story that i can put it in my ears just one hour a day i work in the amazon uh fulfillment uh place and i piss in bottles and it takes 15 minutes to walk to the bathroom and uh 15 minutes is the length of my break please tell me another florida flynn story don't worry don't worry <laughs> jeff bezos will come down in a in a, in a magical beam in a magical yeah. beam ship he will communicate to you mm -hmm. telepathically he absolutely will he will tell you that that th this suffering that you are committing now is so that you can there is an employee break room that one day you will be allowed into every tuesday there's donuts in there there's donuts there's donuts in there and possibly w once or maybe even twice a year a raffle for damaged products, <laughs> damaged products unable to be shipped to Amazon customers will give them to you. It is our dedicated. great displeasure to announce that we have found pieces of plastic in the donuts <laughs> and that you may have poisoned yourself. <laughs> but enthusiasm amongst the Millerites revised when a new prophesized date of the second coming was proposed, October 22nd, 1844. Interestingly, this date didn't come from Miller himself, but rather a Millerite preacher named Samuel S. Snow. Snow had first got the opportunity to promote his apocalyptic calculation in August of 1844 at a meeting of Millerites in Exeter, New Hampshire. Wow. For some reason, this new date spread like wildfire amongst Millerites. In September, it caught the attention of Joshua Himes. Not because he was 100% sure that the date was true, necessarily, but because the new date was having a good effect on the true believers. In September, Himes wrote this to Miller about Snow's prediction. It has done away all fanaticism and brought those who were given to extravagance into a sober, discreet state of mind. 1843 never made so great and good impression as this had done upon all that have come under this influence. What I liked about this is that it shows like Himes is such kind of like a, a kind of like, I don't know, I guess a manipulator. It was like, oh, hey, man, this this 1844 shit is like is like is, is, is they love it. They love they love the October 22nd, 1844. Let's do it. Let's it, go with this. 1844. People are digging it. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. We've done tests. Uh, we've got the 18 <laughs> yeah, to 44s I was just, just really responding. I was just hanging outside last week with a group of believers and somebody said 1844, and everyone clapped and cheered. And yep. man, you should have seen the smiles on their face. They looked truly happy to know <laughs> yeah. that there was a date far enough away 
that they wouldn't be proved wrong soon. That their children <laughs> and loved ones wouldn't once again mock them for their beliefs. And they could say, see, see. It's far enough away. It's far enough away that they don't have to worry about being wrong for a couple of years. Under pressure from other church leaders, William Miller finally gave his, his endorsement of Snow's date on October 6th, just, just a couple weeks before the apocalypse, basically. Oh, wow. So, so he, he went in last minute, eh? But, yeah, because like, this is like, you know, this reminds me a little bit of like, apparently if you start a movement and like people believe it, eventually you, you don't have to come up with new ideas. People just come up with organically and you just got to endorse. Be like, oh, yep, that's right. You got it. You got it right. Whatever uh -huh. that is. Yeah. yeah. It's like Trump and the Q baby. He's like, that's yeah, a beautiful baby. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't yeah. come up with the idea of a second coming of a Q baby. He just <laughs> saw it, saw it was gaining traction and went, eh, the beautiful husband, father, wife, you know, he, you know, it's the same shit. As the time approached. The people prepared. In Philadelphia, believers sold their houses for less than optimal prices. Oh my God. Others gave away their belongings, shut up their businesses, or completely abandoned their houses. In one Philadelphia store, the shopkeeper hanged a sign that read this. This shop is closed in honor of the King of Kings who will appear about the 20th of October. Get ready, friends, to crown him Lord of all. Then... October 22nd, 1844 came. The Adventists, who numbered between 50,000 and 100,000 people, mostly in northeastern North America, arose to greet the second coming. Some climbed on the rooftops or hilltops, hoping to get a clear vision of the returning Lord. Others went to graveyards where their friends were buried so as to join them when they ascended as well. You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. <laughs> <laughs>